Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another exciting episode of Hank's Hot Takes. Dare I say, this could be the best episode of the year. So much to get into fantasy football-wise. We got two weeks left. We have three teams that have successfully bought a ticket into the playoffs. Two of those teams are looking to clinch a first-round bye here in week 13. We got four teams battling it out for those three, you could say two spots. Um, so all that more, we have the one and only punishment czar on the show today. And fellas, we're going to un- unveil or unveil this year's punishment. I don't even know it. So you'll, you'll get to see my live reaction here. So much to get into. Welcome to Hank's Hot Takes. Alex Mortensen, how the hell are you, sir? Uh, thanks for the uh, welcoming introduction, Hanklet. I am wonderful. Uh, coming to you live from La Crosse, Wisconsin. Um, enemy territory with the recent Packers loss, or recent Packers win over the Lions. But nonetheless, great to be on the show. Thanks for having me. Dude, of course. So let's let's start with a hot take here, Mo, and um, we'll we'll gauge gauge how the water is on the west side of Lake Michigan. Alex, six people chose you to pick last place in their post draft champ and chump selections, and here you sit, seven and five, ninety nine percent to get into the playoffs. We've seen that seven wins is pretty much a sure thing nowadays. Um, given the current standings, I would say that you are in 100%. But what do you say to everybody that that chose you to pick last? And just for the record, I did not. So I, I'm very eager to hear this uh, hear this response. You know, it's uh, it's a similar sentiment uh, that uh, GIF I sent a while back of uh, Rick from Rick and Morty just flicking everybody off. Um, you know, every year you guys pick me to come in last. It's never happened, never going to happen. You know, it just doesn't shake out that way. Um, I'm a middling team. I will either be in the playoffs or I will be a good contender in the toilet bowl. I will never be in last. Um, but it feels good to be in this position. You know, as we we kind of had some pre-show talk about the uh, infographic that Van Hoof sent out explaining what would happen if we had each other's schedules and it just shows you that maybe I could be in a different situation, either better or worse, and just depending on how the cookies crumbled. Um, but feels good to be here. You guys can keep picking me all you want. You're never going to hit. I, I love it, man. And shout out to Kamish for the graphic. That's truly um, a um, eye-opening um, graphic that shows that fantasy football really is all about luck. Uh, I mean, granted, it's so much fun to talk about it way more than that. But, you know, if like we like we were saying, Mo, if you were to have had um, Tolliver's schedule, you'd be 10 and 2. And if you were to have Hey, Hey, Captain Jack's schedule, you'd be 4 and 8. So uh, 10 and 2 would be great, but certainly counting your blessings that you have backwoods Cleopatra's schedule, very sexy at 7 and 5. Yeah, usually it's a little more dicey for me come this time of the year. Usually, my modus operandi is usually that I have a strong start and get bit by an injury, and I'm just so thin that I don't recover. Um, so it feels good that I've uh, knocking on some wood here. Um, you know, been able to pull through thus far. 
uh, a- absolutely incredible out of backwoods Cleopatra. And um, the other heavy favorite out of the post-draft chump selection was none other than Juice in the drought who received three of the 10 votes. So we will give Brett his flowers here. BK streaking down the back half here, four wins in a row, works his way up to seven and five in the four wins division. Um, A guy that has taken a lot of heat. Um, It's been a interesting season for old juice in the drought but here we go seven and five for bk seven and five for backwoods cleopatra leaving the only selection left in the chump category would be one made by you by mo by you alex mortensen you chose mm-hmm. hey hey captain jack who we will get into this much more but he is one of the few teams that is fighting for one of those last two spots as we uh as, as we come down the stretch. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, great to see, um, you know, Brett has faced a lot of adversity or a lot of uh, comments about his managerial status after his strong debut with our league. I mean, you look at me sitting second in points for, uh, Hey, Hey, Captain Jack, that pick is looking okay for me. Um, you know, there's, I think that this is actually going to be a fairly competitive toilet bowl looking forward, hoping that I don't find myself there. But uh, who knows? Um, yeah, there's a lot to talk about. <laughs> Absolutely. So you put those two teams in, and then you got um, Jeffy Baldus out of the four wins division with a one-game lead on BK. So unfortunately, the um, the first-round bye has not been clinched. Um, a win by Baldus and a loss by Juice in the Drought all but secures that. Um, luckily they play each other this week. So Jeff, great out, great opportunity to go ahead and get that by clinched on the three rivers side. Um, it's, it's been toe knife season. Uh, he's up two games on you, Alex, and, um, a, a win by toe knife or a loss by backwoods. Cleopatra would put, um, Munzel into the driver's seat for that by, so everybody up there feeling super safe, super excited for the playoffs. And then right on their heels here, um, we have six and six, can't sleep, need more players. Um, the commish, unfortunately, on a two-game skid, really trying to put himself over that sixth win hump. Uh, we've seen or we saw last season from my own experience, uh, six-win teams will get in. Um, it just comes down to a matter of uh, tiebreaker, which starts with points four, which if you're Van Hoof, you're in a pretty good position for. So we'll, we'll, we'll say Van Hoof definitely has a leg up, not only in wins, but in points uh, headed for the playoffs. And then the juicy stuff here, Mo, we have three teams at five and seven, myself in dirty flip-flops, Hey, Hey, Captain Jack and Grouch's Royal Flush. Um, Two weeks to go, uh, six wins makes things dicey, seven wins puts you in, uh, and I guess for what it's worth, both Summer Breeze and Bullfrog are not officially eliminated from the playoffs yet, just given that it's looking to be one of those years where at least one, if not two, six-win teams get in. Whew, exhale. Alex, 
what are your thoughts on this on this madness that is the fight for the last let's say two spots you know uh there's some years where we like can look down at the schedule and be like oh you know it's it's written in the stars we can kind of see what's happening i really don't know what's going to happen with those final two spots um a lot of firepower on a lot of these teams that are uh you know five and seven um, I think a lot of people are surprised by some of the teams that are in those five and seven spots. Uh, I know, Hank, you were, as you mentioned, you've been on a bit of a skid, unfortunately. Uh, but, um, you know, we're riding high uh, at first. You know, who knows where you would have been if Garrett Wilson had a competent quarterback. Um, I think Van Hoof is in. You know, he's, I think he's pretty much a lock, um, you know, especially with the Zach Moss pickup, you know, which might be huge. I, I, read a tweet i have no idea what the veracity of it is is that uh uh what's his face is going on ir in uh indy um but yeah i'm really excited to see who ends up in the toilet bowl uh competing for the punishment we'll talk about later and uh who ends up uh competing for glory super well said and let's uh I have to make a side note here and mention the the Zach Moss sweepstakes that um, occurred over this last um, this last waiver wire period. So what would have been Tuesday night into Wednesday morning? We had one, two, three, four, five, six different people nominate thirty one dollars up to fifty seven, which was the winning the winning nom. Uh, granted. You know, it's kind of the end of the year. Waiver wire money becomes you become a little more uh, um, frivolous with it. But I, I just I thought it was hysterical that six people threw the kitchen sink at Zach Moss trying to catch a catch a late flyer without um without Jonathan Taylor. That was the craziest waiver wire I think I've ever seen. Yeah, that, that you know I actually anticipated Zach Moss was going to be a bloodbath like that uh, just for people who were maybe needed that little extra oomph. Um, you know, I just wanted to do a quick shout out to toe knife with Matt Menzel who insanely beat me with six. I, I bid like, I think 27 on Pat Fryermuth to fill in for TJ Hawkinson while he's out, which I thought was absurd. I thought I was like, you know, just blowing my money and Matt comes in with 60. I was just, I was blown away, which is actually more than Zach Moss went for. Yes, Pat Fryermuth not to be outshined in this week's waiver wire uh, with a $60 nom on the team toe knife. And you're absolutely right. Um, you were in the high 20s. Uh, Juice in the drought was trying to get in there in the 20s. Um, Jacob Van Hoof threw a $6 spot at it, trying to throw mud on the wall with his stick. So a, a very crazy uh crazy waiver wire as, as we head down kind of towards the end here where, you know, you, uh, you, you can't take those with you to whatever said event will be um, as the last place punishment. Yeah. And it, it makes a lot of sense. And, you know, congrats on both you guys for winning those. Those guys are going to be good players for you here in the end. Actually, I don't know who toe knife has back at tight end. I don't know if that was a fill in or if that was a, uh, you know, more concerted play. Looks like that might have been a more concerted play considering he was rolling with Logan Thomas, who is currently not even technically a tight end one by point scored. So good, good move for him. Yeah. And I, with, uh, with, um, uh, the first guy's name is escaping me, but the last, his last name is Canada and they, they got rid of, um, the Steelers, 
offensive coordinator. And then that first game without him, uh, um, not George, um, the Pickens or Pickett, uh, Pickett through to Pat Fryer moves a ton. You know, he, he surged out for 16 points or so. So definitely an upgrade from Logan Thomas, but also kind of a savvy play as well. So, uh, one of the crazier waiver wires that I have seen. Um, But that certainly will not outshine our next segment. Um, With all of that, with Bullfrog and Summer Breeze clinging onto their last breath of hope, potentially gearing up for a battle in the toilet bowl with three, five, and seven clawing to try and fight up versus down. Let's sweeten this week 13 pot just a little bit more, Alex. Um, I'm just going to pass the ball over to you. Um, if you if you want my feedback on anything, I'm totally here to help. But without further ado, here is your 2023 fantasy football punishment czar. What's up, boys? Uh, so, Hank, if you would. Uh... It's uh, really fun to you know be in- announcing this at this point in the season. I think it's kind of fun. Has added some suspense to it. I've had everybody's votes tallied for a long time, uh, but really excited to announce it. Um, I was initially going to do it back on the show that uh, got canceled due to some. Uh, I think uh, you, um, big big man of the house Hank Drafts had some uh, more serious things to attend to back uh, several weeks ago. Um, but if I can get a drum roll, that'd be great, Hanklin. Yeah, and you know what? I one of the funnier things is that I think I would have been way more excited about doing this episode three weeks ago, four weeks ago, five weeks ago when Dirty Flip Flops was cruising. Now that we're here, I am very, very nervous, but that does not stop us from moving on. So, Alex, without further ado. Oh, hey there. Oh, don't give like me an advertisement. What are we doing here, YouTube? I'm trying to run a podcast here. These <laughs> grab instead of the drum roll. So, without further ado, I think uh, some of us knew where this was going just based on uh, some of the chit chat uh, that we were having during the wonderful draft weekend in southwestern Michigan. But the 2024 punishment to be executed at the next draft will be the big buck hunter. Woo! Yeah, so I executed this voting in kind Holy of a ranked Santa choice. Shit. <laughs> Where the uh, first, um, I had everybody submit their top three votes. Um, your first vote got three points, your second vote got two, your third vote got one, as you might imagine. And I can just kind of go through some of the top picks because Big Buck Hunter, as we discussed, you know, does have some logistical, uh, you know, considerations with it. And I so promise I will do my. Let let let's start there. Refresh me. Yeah. Refresh the group. What does that entail? What is the Big Buck Hunter? Um, I can. I, I really apologize for whoever's, uh, you know, um, suggestion this was. I, I believe it was either Jeff's or Haviland's. I believe it was Jeff's. Um, but we're all familiar with the hit arcade game, Big Buck Hunter, in which you are a stationary shooter and you are shooting at bucks coming across the screen. Um, try not to hit the does, try not to hit the other animals, I think is a part of it. Um, but this is uh, imagined as 
one of our beloved team or one of our beloved league mates dressing up as a deer in a costume that we'll figure out um, and running across a short obstacle course while all of the league mates get their turn with a paintball gun uh, with a set number of shots to light up the buck, you know, getting that high score, getting in that country bar. I believe Inverness Inn has a very competitive big buck hunter if you're uh, ever around in the area and want to practice. Um, as we mentioned earlier, you know, there are some logistical problems with this, uh, that house in Southeast Michigan or Southwestern Michigan would have been perfect for this. Maybe, uh, if we choose a more urban locale, we might have to, you know, slide a guy at a paintball arena, uh, a few twenties, um, to make it happen. But, uh, it's things that I will try my darndest and you have my promises, Sar, that I'll try to make that happen. Oh my God. And from, from a logistical standpoint, if the 10 of us put our heads together, we can, we can make anything happen. I've, I have zero concern about the logistics of renting, purchasing a paintball gun. Um, cause flying with one would just be fucking hilarious. Um, but get, getting all of that is going to be amazing. How, um, was it a, was it a runaway selection? Did it take first place by a landslide? Yeah, so it was first place with a total of 21 points. Um, I will go into what second and third were just for people who are curious. So uh, Van Hoof will be happy to hear that uh, second place was Wedding Planner with a total of 13 votes, which I think is like a wonderful punishment just from all of our eases of existence. Um, and uh, so should uh, we be unable to definitively secure uh, Big Buck Hunter, it will default to Wedding Planner. Um, but again, I'm going to try my darndest to make sure that's not going to happen. And wedding planner again was just that the person who came in last will have to print off an itinerary, itinerary, get cars, uh, you know, all set up for taking us to different events, do a lot of the Jeff like work of finding those incredible hole in the wall, 13 foot of water uh, kind of things, um, which, you know, I think would just be a great thing for the weekend experience overall. Um, and then third place, which I'll just go into very briefly, was, uh, you know, League chooses the phone, which I thought would have been absolutely hilarious. That had 13 points total. Um, it would have been great to see, uh, you know, just, I guess I'll, for uh, the joke's sake, just imagine Eric Skyver lugging around a 1995 Nokia. He has to plug into his car on his way to work. Wow. I'm, I'm, I'm a little surprised by, um, by, I, I think the wedding planner one is a a very great punishment. I'm it's it, it's so abundantly clear that after witnessing what we witnessed this year, that the punishment, everyone being there for it, was just so much more rewarding than having to view it through Snapchat or you know recant the stories you know later on in the year or at the next draft I, I think that like that's just that's really taken over and oh i'm the big buck hunter is uh, it, it was a hands down favorite when we went over them I, i'm glad the rest of the group thought so um and i really really need to get a win this week against old bullfrog <laughs> yeah you absolutely do it makes it a little more real doesn't it yeah, it, it absolutely does. Um, is there, out of curiosity, uh, did one take dead last place? Was there one that just didn't resonate with the folks at all? 
Um, so let's see. I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So I, I apologize. There's actually two that did not receive any votes, which I don't know what they are off the top of my head. I'll, I can send something in the group me later. There's one that received only one vote. Uh, so it was one person's third place uh, pick. And that was a, a recipe dog in a crate. Oh, uh, my God. Was, uh, which was uh, none other from uh, the Cali Kid, no longer the Cali Kid, uh, BK Cocalis, which uh, would have been funny. I think that maybe it struck a little too cruel um, or made people think of uh, that Always Sunny scene in uh, um, Charlie McDennis with the game a little bit too much. But that was that was the only one that received one vote. Everything else was around, you know, somewhere in that three to three to five range. Wow. How it's it, it's really like my, my palms are now sweating as we as we get ready to make these week thirteen picks, Alex. I am that is a, it's a fantastic punishment. I I'm, I'm I loved the new concept of everybody contributing, voting, putting it together like this. I, I think it worked out very well. So I, I appreciate you, Alex, the one and only, the greatest punishment czar to ever do it uh you're making me blush and you know it in the future when it's not uh, quite as remember there were some logistical issues me getting to the draft and everything but uh, uh in the future i do want to bring back you know the presentation i'll just ask for everybody's uh you know suggestions or everybody's uh, nominations ahead of time um but i really like this you know voting method having everybody having a lot more league input i think is a good thing for the league yeah, I, I completely agree. And, you know, let's, you know, let's say this is kind of a transition year for the punishment, which it is. And maybe as the off season um, comes and we start to kind of plan for next year, we actually, we, we spin this back up again, where people come up with new punishment ideas, or you could even use the same one. So we have a punishment set for the last place loser to do, but it also opens up the door for you to present your ideas or our ideas at, at, at the next draft. I, I think there's room in there for, for everybody to win. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's been, I think that introducing the punishment when we initially did with the Walmart, and I think it's evolution over time has been great. Uh, it just makes it even more fun to be in a league with all you guys. Hell yeah, man. Wouldn't want to do it with anybody else. So without further ado, let's let's jump into week 13 here, Alex. Big Buck Hunter on the line. Game one, matchup one. Um, we'll do my matchup here, Alex. I'll kind of pass the ball over here. We have Dirty Flip Flops, five and seven, going up against Bullfrog, four and eight. Uh, for those keeping track at home, it is currently, I'm going to guess, halftime of the um, Thursday night game where Dallas is leading Seattle 17-14. to 14. Um, Luckily, that doesn't have any effect on this current matchup, but it will as we, as we traverse this very sketchy slate of games. So Alex Morrison, Dirty Flip Flops, Bullfrog. Yeah, so thanks for uh, giving me the first pick of the week. That's always exciting. Um, you know, it's a, this is a, 
as you mentioned, cannot be overstated how important this is for, you know, kind of that, those, uh, a couple of bubble teams here, Bullfrog, not, uh, you know, statistically eliminated yourself still very much in the fight of it. Um, it does look like, you know, right now we're you know, projected within 6.4, which is more or less a wash in fantasy football, as we know, um, with how those projections work. Um, and it, I figure this should probably be a tight one, uh, you know, just with the benefit of having about a half of football under our belt. Looks like uh, Bullfrog did miss out on a Zach Charbonnet touchdown, which is a bit of a bummer for him. Um, and looking at this, uh, you know, Robinson v. Robinson matchup, which you guys have at the RB1, um, I think this is going to kind of come down to a lot of, you know, game flow. Because you guys actually have some similar teams in some respects. Um, you know, Garrett Wilson, uh, Garrett Wilson and uh, Tyreek Hill, Calvin Ridley and Puka Nakua, receivers that can absolutely go off. Uh, Jacksonville, you know, playing a little bit weird lately. Like, I don't believe that Calvin Ridley has, um, he's had some downtime, but it's been very hot of late with Trevor Lawrence's increased play. Um, you guys also, interestingly, both your wide receiver threes are uh, both Cincy boys, which, uh, is interesting, you know, in the setting of having that backup quarterback after that unfortunate injury for uh, uh, Joe Shiesty there. Um, I do respect the double tight end move, especially with the atypical tight end in Taysom Hill. Um, all in all, you know, I think I, I got to give this to, I got to give this to Hanklin. I got to give this to the host here um, to scrape this one out. I really like the Miami defense play against Washington. Um, I think that Tyreek and Tua stack is going to be big for you. Um, I'm just not sure if, you know, Bijan, who has looked much, much better of late, you know, can be counted on week to week, just given how their play calling has been throughout the season. And I think a lot of this game will actually, you know, kind of come down to how the running back room plays out in Miami. If, uh, Demonic Kane, you know, does end up like playing and playing like he was. I think that Eric's got this one, but I, I suspect with how much depth they have, they're going to try to preserve him going into a what should be a strong playoff year for Miami. So I'm going to give this to you, Dirty Flip Flops. Alex, that was phenomenal. Really well done. Um, I'm nervous. I'm really nervous. Uh, CJ Stroud and Calvin Ridley both starting to get hot. Um, which has kept Skyver afloat, certainly, and um, Atlanta seemingly getting more correct with Bijan than they're not. Um, Skyver's team is is decent. Um, I, I think his 4-8 record certainly doesn't show. Um, him and Calvin Ridley obviously have had their have had their issues. Um, I'm just I'm, I'm begging and pleading for Justin Jefferson to come back. Um, hopefully to a matchup that is still worthwhile. So going to need a lot out of Tua, going to need a lot out of Tyreek, and then the rest of this dirty flip-flop crew just needs to get me like six points each, six or eight <laughs> points, just just something to cross the finish line with here as we, as we work our way towards the last week. And by golly, give me my mascot back. Give me the gritty king. Give me Jay Jetta. So obviously I'm rolling with me too here, Mo. Um, I've been hot all season long. Um, let's see here. I have actually, I think I've clinched against the guests this year. Oh, no, I, I'm up. 
I'm 23 and 13 this season, and the guests are 13 and 20. So there's still a chance that you could come back in these next four picks to prevail as the guest pickers. Um, but if anybody wants five bucks on anything, I'm the the the, the Hank bank is open so that's a good first pick alex i i really feel confident about that one um which will lead us into our next matchup here uh backwoods cleopatra seven and five out of the three rivers division the mojo dojo casa house playing like he wants that mug going up against four and eight summer breeze the light is dwindling but it is not out yet for team heavy uh scoreboard update it's 17 to 7 mo and dj metcalf put together a pretty solid first half if i do say so myself and uh Havies, tyler lockett and jake ferguson are at i mean only seven points but that's still not a bad first half of football so lots of game left here on thursday of course a lot left to be decided um for the matchup um to me uh, this is a really interesting matchup but it does come down really to um what will San Francisco do against the Philadelphia Eagles? Um, of course, Mo rocking the Brock party and CMC while Havy is rolling out the 49ers defense. Um, if, if this becomes a shootout, that's absolutely great for Mo. Um, if this becomes a dog fight that favors summer breeze, um, I think all in all, I'm going to roll with Mo here. It just has not been Summer Breeze's year. Russell Wilson, yes, they're playing winning football, but he's kind of boring from a fantasy perspective, scoring in the teens, uh, six of his last seven matchups, getting you average numbers week in, week out, but certainly never giving you a star performance that you might hope out of Oh, Russell, the love muscle. So that plus his cast of crew that has just been unhealthy. He's stuck with another poor buy situation in Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs being out. Um, I, I just think those are, a, that's the arguably the number one stack in the season. His buys are going to outweigh Mo's, which I mean, Mo, you're not, you're not sitting here sipping mojitos either. I mean, Lamar Jackson, Saquon, and TJ Hawkinson. Um, hell, even Jacoby Myers. This is this is a big week for buys. Both teams are feeling it as well. Um, comes down to that San Francisco game, which I think is advantage Cleopatra. So give me Alex motherfucking, excuse me, Dr. Alex motherfucking Mortensen. <laughs> Uh, I appreciate the honorific tank. I think a really good uh, you know, breakdown there. We were both bit by the buy bug. Um, maybe, uh, you know, a heavy a little bit more than myself. But I really do think it'll come down to that game flow. And, you know, we're both kind of playing both sides on that Philadelphia, um, you know, that Philadelphia uh, San Francisco game. He's playing the defense as well. Um, I just think that, you know, I, I'm a big believer in Purdy. I, I like the way the kid plays. Um, 
you know, McCaffrey, I think, is essentially matchup proof just with his usage. And I'm going to knock on Woods before talking about my team too much. But, um, you know, the I, losing Hawkinson does hurt me. And if I didn't have the, uh, you know, half a football to make me feel a little bit more confident with DK Metcalf getting what appears to have been at least, I mean, probably two home run balls and a touchdown. Uh, which I'm unfortunately not watching the game right now, but uh, I'm I'm feeling pretty good. Um, that you, are you even looking at the stats, or was that just an an educated guess? Uh, no, I'm I'm I've got it up on my phone. I've got the oh. uh, you know match here. I was like, yeah, actually, uh, it has been two home run balls and a touchdown. So that that always helps too. Um, the the disadvantage sometimes of picking on Thursday night. Uh, it, sometimes hands can be dealt, but in just in the breakdown, Havy has scored three additional points to make it 17 to 10. So certainly not out of it, but I, I'm with you, Mo. Uh, we'll, we'll agree on probably the two easiest picks of the night for me and you. Uh, I'm taking the boys from the backwoods. Love it. Thanks, buddy. Me too. <laughs> yeah, and, and here is, and as we move down the slate here, here is a matchup that um, I'm certainly not saying doesn't matter because it does. It has um, very great uh, playoff implications to it, but it, this matchup uh, takes out any um, big buck hunter conversation, which I'm sure both of these owners love. Uh, we have eight and four, the foggy do who um, I got to give Jeffy B a shout out. Uh, I stopped by his house uh, just last week, which he is building. Um, it's, beautiful jeff has got a gorgeous piece of property and a really cool layout um which i know he's been not only busting his ass at building but working really really hard to uh you know have that dream come true so shout out the foggy do uh into the homeowner's world uh hoping to add a second mug in, into those uh um cabinets uh, along with his last year's championship mug at eight and four Going up against Juice in the drought, who is sitting on the skinny side of the mugless camp. Of course, one me and you and Skyver are all too familiar with. Uh, BK has a slight lead here at halftime, seven and a half to zero. That comes with Tony Pollard and the Cowboys defense, while Jeffy B has got nothing on the card this evening. Alex, what do you see? What do you say? What do you like? Yeah. Uh, so this is a, this was one of the matchups I was not uh, looking forward to breaking down too much. Um, I think it's a tough one from a lot of perspectives uh, just because, you know, Jamar Chase, I was actually pretty impressed with how he looked with Browning under center. You know, his stat line doesn't necessarily show it, but he's still the same freak athlete that uh foggy do has had this you know entire season. Um, you know, Juice in the Drought been playing really strong. You know, as we mentioned, actually second, uh, albeit narrowly, in points for Jalen Hurts, been huge for him. Um, you know, maybe a little bit weaker on the receiver side, especially. You know, Tank Dell is he going to play? Is he not? It seems like maybe leaning towards playing with the return to practice, but we'll see. Um, you know, again, I'm I hate to you know keep on hedging on how this game is going, but. You know, Tony Pollard, 4.6 at half. Um, you know, that's not what you hope to see out of what was a high-budget RB1 there, although Tony Pollard has had his struggles this season. 
which I can, you know, uh, empathize with, with Saquon Barkley and the collapse of the Giants. But um, I'm going to have to go with Jeff here. Uh, you know, I think that Jeff just has a lot to overcome. Derrick Henry has been, a, you know, at least looked better last week um, after a couple of lackluster weeks. Um, you know, Camara is Camara. Um, I, I got to give it to Jeff. Yeah, I think that's a great pick, Mo. Um, very differently from the game we just previously talked about, both teams are, are, are at full strength. Um, and, I mean, you honestly kind of wish it was the other way around. And in a game that means a lot to Summer Breeze, you, you know, you wish you had your stack there. But both these teams uh, got everybody that they need. Uh, and it's going to be a good one. This is You got some stars in this one. And some up-and-coming stars like a, a Kyron Williams out of uh, Los Angeles who has been dynamite for juice in the drought. Um, those RB2s certainly um, can propel you to seasons like Brett is having. Uh, Tank Dell, uh, another great one to call out. Those Some of those dogs that, that he's found ways onto his roster have really helped. And then Jalen Hurts playing like an MVP. Uh, it's damn near like having a, an additional running back out there where Jalen is you know, getting anywhere from you know, 10 to 15 carries a night. And with the bro- brotherly shove or the tush push, you know, finding the end zone a lot more than damn most running backs. So uh, an ace in the hole if you're juicing the drought. But Jeffy B's team has just built built for tough. This, this team is going to be a force in the playoffs with guys like DeAndre Swift and Najee Harris, Najee Harris and Adam Thielen, all, all guys that you could consider. I mean, all of those guys I would consider starting on my active roster. He, he's got them on their bench. So it's, it's a stacked Jeffy B team going up against kind of a big boomer bust juice in the drought. I'm going to roll with Brett this week. Um, I, I, I might regret that in, in the long run, but I, I think Brett's team is just got the hot hand right now. Again, I'm a big Kyron Williams fan. I'm a big Tank Dell fan. Uh, so I, I'm going with Juice in the drought. I will. It feels like the wrong pick for what it's worth, but I really don't care right now, Mo. That that's what I'm going with. Yeah, I mean, you look at uh, Kyron Williams. He had 200 scrimmage yards and what two or three touchdowns last week. I can't remember. He went bonkers. Um, and you know, as you mentioned, like both these guys actually have a lot of depth. They're benching a lot of real good players there. Um, but yeah, I think it's going to be a dogfight. But I, I got Jeff in this one. I'll, I'll take you on five on that. You got it, brother. That that that, that sounds like fun. It's a, it, a, a, you know, not not a matchup that you turn the TV off on by any means. But it, it certainly is going to be, you know. Both teams will certainly be on cruise control. Granted, I'm sure Brett wants a chunk of that first round buy. So definitely, definitely a little bit of juice there left for old Foggy Dew to handle. Um, but then we jump over to a massive matchup. This one is heavy. You have can't sleep, need more players who you eloquently put is for all intents and purposes in the playoffs. Um, He's also wielding 36 and a half points here Thursday night between his stack of Dak Prescott and CD lamb. And it did just strike halftime. So 36 points at half from your stack. You got to be in love with going up against. Hey, Hey, Captain Jack, who 
did not need a 36-point first half out of Van Hoof. It doesn't help that the game is tied, so it's not like they're going to slow things down either. Not a great start if you're Cook. However, both teams dealing with some buy issues. Um, certainly, uh, if you're Cook, you're not thrilled that you don't have DJ Moore out there and, and Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs has been a just a stalwart this year um, of set it and forget it kind of guy coming in at RB4. Um, and then Van Hoof is down uh, the Buffalo, um, which we previously mentioned. He's missing Dalton Kincaid, who's been good, and Gabe Davis. And then, of, of course, his project in Justin Fields, which has started to look very, very nice. Uh, collecting calluses on his ass. So all of that to say, just that this is from the Hank's hot takes perspective, not the dirty flip-flops perspective. I'm picking Hey, Hey, Captain Jack to win this one because I would love to see next week just be an absolute train wreck. You got three or four teams at six and six and seven, and hell, you got a summer breeze or a bullfrog trying to fight their way in there. So just for the sake of chaos, I'm picking Hey, Hey, Captain Jack. Um, granted, the best stack that has been the last five weeks has put up half of 70 in a first half. So it's again, probably a poor pick, but I have such a big lead on you guys. I I can take these risks. So give me, give me Eric cook. I I love the confidence there. Um, You know, uh, yeah, we're talking about the, um, we've talked on this, or I've heard you talk on the show a lot about the whole, uh, Dak Prescott, CeeDee Lamb stack, a stack that slaughtered me last time I played. I uh, can't sleep, need more players. And uh, yeah, I think that's, I think it's going to be too much. I mean, they're already at almost 40. It just dawned halftime. They're going to halftime down. They're still going to be throwing the ball a bunch against the Seattle team, which is looking, I think, better than a lot of us probably figured they would um, against this uh, you know, really formidable Dallas defense. Um, Cooper Cup, AJ Brown, also riding, rounding out his receivers compared to, you know, Devontae Smith, who is AJ Brown's number two, and Jaden Reed, who is kind of in a weird spot in the Packers' offense. How do they use them? They use them in like a gadget role. And uh, you know, I really think that the a lot of the volatility from Hey Captain Jack's performances comes from how crazy the RB room is in Miami. He's got Mostert there. He's got Jeff Wilson Jr. back in case Mostert doesn't go with that questionable status. Um, I got to give this to Can't Sleep, Need More Players. I think that uh, you know Dak might end up putting a 30-burger in CD Lamb at least a 25 before the day is done. We've seen how deadly that can be. Um, yeah, yeah I, 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 I honestly think that's the right pick. But I just I just can't in good faith pick pick against my CMU boy and, and not also be rooting for chaos. And you you mentioned um, Hook's running back room in Moster, and I'll be really curious to see here when when the dust settles after you know 17 weeks of fantasy football, who really came out on top of that three way trade because between Cook, Hall, and Skyver, because I, I really felt that that Cook was you know gave up the least and, and kind of returned the most had the best ROI out of the trade but here is where here's where the money is made 
And if certainly if Mostert can come up with a big day, uh, he'll be really happy to have that, especially given Josh Jacobs being on a bye. So I think that's very, very well said, Alex. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I won't take you up on the five dollars because I can tell you're picking for the uh, picking for the chaos here. Um, <laughs> but the uh, uh, just quick update: uh, DK Metcalf did have that touchdown for Seattle before half. Oh, okay, sure. Hey, hey uh, it, it still counts. I, I, I'm not scared. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, I so agree to disagree there. But uh, yeah, I, I think that's this is going to be one of the more competitive weeks. I think just by the way everything's shaken out with some of the buy bugs and things. Yeah, and the something that I have, I have, I mean, probably said at nauseum is you know you, you don't bet against. Kelsey and Mahomes. It's just been the last three or four years. You just, every year we're like, well, of course Eric Cook drafted Travis Kelsey. Like we knew it was coming, and he always finds a way for it to be successful. And um, you know, my my dad always had a great saying about like, you know, during dur- during sports, you know, when when things are going well for you, if if you're if you're hitting the ball really well, or you know, your, your football team's winning, don't get a girlfriend. Just just focus on sport and you know be the top dog in your craft. And Travis Kelsey did not listen to the fine words of one William Edward Drafts and has had <laughs> has had a a down year. Um, uh, I mean, down is is a matter of perspective certainly, but certainly has not been the red zone threat that he had been in years past. And that stack not going to match up to the Dak and CD stack. But never, nevertheless, I'm riding with Hey Hey, and that that'll likely come out of the Venmo book pretty quickly. <laughs> well said, well said. I would like to point out the only tight end uh, you know scoring more points than Travis Kelsey, Hawk Doc, Hawk Jock, old Hawkinson. Fuck that guy. I'm over him. I'm I'm a Sam Laporta guy now. Hey, well, it's easy to be a Laporta fan. He's a he's a great player. Yeah. How do here's a here's a side note here's a here's a sidebar. Um, how does Iowa create so many awesome tight ends when their offense stinks so bad? Yeah, that's a good question. I I think that I mean a lot of times the tight ends that come out of Iowa, at least to my knowledge, and I don't claim to be an expert by this by any means, but they seem to be like the uh, beefier, stocky guys. You know, not the uh, guys who are basically just, you know, a little bit bigger receivers. You know what I'm saying? Um, and they do have, you know, very stellar lines every year, whether it be offensive or defensive. And I think that they probably have a very talented tight ends coach. Um, but, yeah, they do not show out in college, but they always do very well when they're drafted. I mean, it's, I think it's pretty definitively considered the tight end you these days, isn't it? Yeah, I, I guess we can uh, we can say they're well rested. How about that? <laughs> well rested. <laughs> oh my gosh, I was uh, as as getting ready for Saturday in the um, Big Ten championship game. I, I was taking a look at some of the the bets and even getting ready for Hank's hot takes parlay. And uh, the first half total for just Iowa for how many points they're going to score? Do you want to take a guess on what that number is, Alex? How many points is Iowa going to score in the first half? What is okay. what is Las Vegas making us pick a number or pick higher or lower than? I think they might be giving us six. Okay, and, and this is for Iowa. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I think that I'm saying that I think that I, they might have Iowa, you know, not even at six and a half over under. I think they might have them at six. Okay. What if I told you it was lower? I'm flabbergasted. Take, take another guess. Three. <laughs> what, if I, what if I told you it was lower? 2.5? Alex, Las Vegas has Iowa at 0.5 points for the first half of the Big Ten championship game. Oh, my God. You have to decide, are they going to score in any capacity at any point in the first half? And I, I, I kind of like the under. Dude, let's add that into the parlay. <laughs> okay. That, that we can do. I, was, I could not believe it. I was, to, I, I was flabbergasted. I mean, but I guess well-rested and corn-fed tight ends do well in the playoffs. So, okay. All right, let's, let's refocus and get our, get our last pick in here. Um, another big one. Certainly for one team more than the other, you have nine and three, which putting together a, a historical year, if he could somehow finish this thing 11 and three, toe knife going up against Tall and five and seven. By golly, Tolliver Rogers still in the mix is fantastic. Um, obviously, it, it's a must win here. For, for Team Tall, um, if you're, again, we mentioned this earlier, if you're Munns, just win here, or uh, if you hope Mo loses, you, you find your way into that first round bye. Um, but Tolliver starting as the second half is about to get underway. Brandon Cooks, which was a savvy play, looks like it was maybe forced by his buys, uh, is 11, got 11 points out of Brandon Cooks while uh, no blood on the toe knife side of things. Alex Mortensen, this one's all yours, good sir. Oh, yeah, this is, uh, you know, Tolliver getting killed by buys. You, you hate to see that. Um, I mean, uh, our good friend Matt Menzel, good friend of the show, I understand. Um, you know, not biteless either. You know, losing Addison, who... Has been questionable of late, but um, Brandon Cooks, that was a savvy play, just given the touchdown. You know, it did look really good um, last week, and I think it was against the Giants, if I, because I watched that whole game, and he went nuts against the Giants. So he's still got some legs under him. Um, you know, in all, Toe Knife is in a little bit of a weaker position than I think he's been in a lot of the season, just with some of the questions that are surrounding the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, Eckler has been terrible. I've gotten bit by that in a couple of leagues, and that's at Herbert, because I'm, like Manziel, a big believer in Herbert, um, but it's not been working out for me of late. Um, but then again, Travis Etienne, although being RB3 overall, he has not benefited from the improvement in uh, you know Trevor Lawrence and the team's overall offensive play. Amari Cooper, I think, is... Yeah, I'm going to take the editorial stance that he is now useless, um, just given the fact that he does not have a quarterback. Uh, you know, I, it would ha- be helpful for me for Tonife to win, to just kind of put Tal out. And that's what I'm going to pick. Tonife over Tonife over Grouch's Royal Flush. Yeah. I, damn that, that Tal's got to have um, – I mean, I, I don't know if he's going to start Zay Flowers. 
uh, I, I guess maybe it would have been a um, uh, a last minute flex play, just given he had such a big last week in his flex. Um, but Kyle's uh, gonna need a lot here out of the Lions. We we as a Lions fan group need a lot out of the Lions this week. So Kyle's gonna have a lot of eggs in that basket. Um, however. That basket also has one Amon Ra St. Brown in it, which is who he's going up against this week. So it's a sticky situation to be where your quarterback, who you will need way more than 15 points to help you get through this week, um, his favorite target is on your opposition, and that that's not great. Hopefully you catch you get Gibbs once or twice out of some screens on the backfield, take advantage of the double dip. Uh, but the rest of Powell's team is just going to need to step up from what their projections are saying. If he's going to want to win this one, projecting under 100 points, while Munns is well into the one teens, um, I'm I'm taking Munns too. I, I I know I said I wanted chaos, and I do, and I'm sure it'll happen naturally. Uh, but but right now I just I I, I don't see how Powell's going to pull this one out. Uh, I pray to be wrong. I can almost guarantee this becomes a $5 bet with tall, which I absolutely love, but we are a Matt Munzel pro podcast. Always have been. Um, he'll have to do something pretty stupid for me to, to get my PR team off of his nuts. So give me toe knife. And we have your regular season. We're looking at your regular season champion. I'll, I'll be the first to crown him. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I think that Munz is going to walk away with this one, um, you know, barring some, you know, big performances from some guys that have been less than consistent for Tal. Uh, I really think that, I mean, Amon Ra is like one of the most consistent wide receivers. And probably if you're going to pick a wide receiver one, one of the guys you want, he's not scored less than 14 points in a game that he's played this season. Um, yeah, I got I agree with you. Munz all the way. Yeah, he, he has been baller. So there it is. After this, we'll have one week to go. We'll, we'll finally iron. We'll, we'll get this regular season put to rest and start the best time of the year. Um, great, great picks, Alex. Uh, that was that was a blast. Now let's go ahead and I, I think this is our time. We are due to hit one this year, and I am happy to. Like I said in the group, me anyone that provided a pick, I'll I'll foot the bill. But if we just if we end up getting a dub, I'll split it off um, with all of the people that put an entry in. And we only had three people: me, you, and Tall decided they wanted to get in on the action. So I will lead off with Tall's pick, which he said uh, Alabama money line versus Georgia in the SEC championship game going off at plus 172. So Mr. Mortensen, where, what do you like? Where, where, where do you see some value this weekend? Yeah. So I, I love the moxie by Tom thinking that Alabama has got it figured out now. Um, I, I didn't watch the game, but I heard it was a very close iron bowl against Auburn. Um, a little bit of concern there uh but you know that's those are pretty good odds it's not often you see bama on the plus side of things like this um so that's fun but uh you know 
personally, you mentioned it earlier with the firing of Matt Canada. Um, I selected Pittsburgh at a minus six and a half. I really like the way that they uh, looked this past week. You know, they looked a little more revitalized on offense. Um, yeah, so give me Pittsburgh. I absolutely love that pick. I, I saw it on the slate, and, you know, it, it's got to be freeing to get out from this offense that you weren't you weren't throwing the ball in the middle of the field and all of these just like you know you're, you're just this kid trying to get your bag and your coach is telling you to do x y and z when you really should have been doing a b and c so i i love that that's going to be a super fun pick and i'm going with the hometown boys i'm taking lions minus four and a half we've been we've kind of fallen off of a, i certainly don't want to call it a um a hot streak but Jared Goff has just not been the Goff he has been in the first, you know, ten weeks of the eight weeks of the season. Um, we've we've had some fortunate luck, which is always great. Usually that that never works our way, and then we've played a little bit poorly here. But I think it's a good get right spot. Um, New Orleans is not good. Um, I, I honestly think they should be playing Jameis Winston, but they're not. So here, here comes the Derek Carr show and. Um, hopefully, uh, and I might even sprinkle um, like Aiden Hutchinson getting a sack because the pressure on our defensive line to do something is is, is pretty loud here in Michigan. So I'm going line Lions minus four and a half, and that puts us, Alex. Oh, at a juicy eight seventy four. So that is each of us would be winning. Let's see, about eighty five bucks that thing hit so that, that's going to be a fun one for the boys a three-legger bringing in some juice i i, I we, we we really just need bama money line and that this thing could get out of control quickly yeah love it love the heat uh you know they're all things i can see happening too so um yeah let's let's ride that out maybe let's keep that uh that 0.5 off of the uh, spread there uh, just because that is a ridiculous line and i cannot imagine how that is what Vegas thinks is going to happen. Oh just, my God. Yeah. Just no points. That is. Um, but uh, no, I love it. Uh, you know, thanks for having me on the podcast, Hank. Thanks for letting me uh, announce the punishment. Um, I know there's going to be some, uh, you know, nervous sweats breaking out through some of these franchises, um, but this is playoff football, baby. Let's go. Alex, you're the man. Uh, enjoy the playoffs. I, I wish you nothing but happiness and healthiness here through the holidays. I, I, I know times can be tough, but you got a group of dudes here that, that love you more than you know. So if you need anything, you, you know where to find me. Absolutely. Thanks, buddy. And uh, yeah, shout out to everybody. Hope you all had good Thanksgivings with your family. It's, um, you know, great to have this league. It's a, you know, great distraction from a lot of stuff going on. But uh, yeah, you guys have a good one. As always, see